Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm so fortunate to be able to chat with Brittany London and my sister, Alex Geshwind. Um, They both just worked on a short film called Duvar Brittany's was the director and writer of the project. Alex served as a producer alongside Brittany. Um, so thanks so much for coming on, you guys. I appreciate you being able to chat with me today. Um, yeah, thanks for having us, Max. Yeah. Um, so my first question um, is for you, Brittany. Um, I just saw, the well, I saw the film obviously a while ago since I obviously am siblings with Alex, uh, but I saw it again <laughs> just yesterday in preparation for this interview and it's a very powerful story and just very well shot. I'd love to know um, sort of for those that haven't, don't know about Duvar, um, what was your inspiration behind telling this story and what is the story about? Okay, so the story follows um, Duvar, obviously the lead character, when he is caught, when he finds his four month old infant um, not breathing he fights to save her life while the criminal justice system threatens his own. So uh, the real life inspiration was, um, the story is based on a true story. Uh, the real life subject, Francois Miller, I reached out to him and went to school together and I reached out to him and I didn't know anything about the law. So I was like, okay, what do I know about? <laughs> oh, you know, a writing. So I decided to take a writing class um, just to see what the story could be. And that's where I met your sister, <laughs> Alex. And she was like, I want to help. You need to make this. I want to help. And I was like, what are we going to do? Like, we're, we're like actors. We're formed actors. Right. So we're writers now. What, like, how should we tell the story? And we figured, we sure as hell figured it out. Yeah. Um, can you talk about how long you've been working on this? And um, I, what was, how much, I guess, of the story, I know it's based on true events, how much of it was true that we see in the film? the important part uh, <laughs> no like I'm not going to share what I what, what I fictionalized but obviously there are obviously are aspects um when you're dealing with a real life story that you're gonna have to fictionalize a little bit too because I don't want nobody coming after me um <laughs> suing me for anything so we're gonna we're gonna keep that under wraps but um yeah I I did do a lot of research uh pulled a lot of court a lot of the court documents and a lot of the things that just weren't like necessarily revealed in the uh, true life case. Um, it was a lot that was, there was a lot of holes that were missing. So, you know, if you go Google the story, you're not going to really see <clears throat> a lot of the details that I was finding um, during my research. Yeah. Alex, can you talk a little bit about, I know Brittany touched on this, but um, <laughs> what was that initial meeting like between you and Brittany? How did you find out about this passion project Brittany was working on and what compelled you to want to collaborate with her on this. Yeah. Um, so we met, I think it was two years ago now at this writer's workshop in Manhattan. Um, shout out to Timothy Cooper at Blueprint Hello. Screenwriting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. If you're a screenwriter out there, definitely look him up. Um, he's been so helpful to all of us. And, you know, I wasn't only drawn to this story, but I was drawn to Brittany and I was drawn to her energy. And, the way that she wanted to help an injustice through her art was admirable and so contagious. 
And, you know, like she said, I was like, let me help. I had no idea how I could be of service. No idea. I just knew I wanted to be. And I think being a student at the time at the new school gave me some confidence in approaching her um, and saying, you know, like, do you need help with anything? I think the first thing I told her I could help with was providing like a room for uh, people to audition in. Or like, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, or I'll help with casting, you know, and I I wasn't the casting director, the amazing Rachel was the casting director who found everybody. Um, But yeah, it was, you know, ended up taking on other things and had the best time during pre-production and filming and, um, and learned so much, not only about what it takes to make a short film, but I got to speak with the person that the story is based on in prison and his spirit and positivity on that phone call, I think just kept us all going. Um, can you, and, yeah, go ahead, Brittany. No, I was gonna say when she was talking about casting, when she said, I wanna help, I was like, oh great, she can be an actor. She's like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was, that was the first thing you ever said to me when you <laughs> sat down next to me, I'll never forget that because I opened up my laptop and like an old headshot popped up and you were like, oh, you're an actress. I was like, oh crap, <laughs> I didn't mean for anyone to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. she was like I'm not nope not gonna get me this time yeah I was like no you're gonna be great no so no. we just let that get let quick quickly let that go yeah right. but Brittany she has the best energy and anybody would be lucky to work with her yeah once you oh, guys yeah, make me... oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is on this phone call today yeah oh. Uh, I'd love to know, once you guys did come together, um, can you talk a little bit about how you filled out the rest of your team? Was it people that you guys knew and worked with before? Did you go out and find, try to find new people to fill out the rest of the crew? Oh, it was a bit of a hybrid. We we did struggle a bit with this, didn't we, Alex? <clears throat> trying yeah. to get this. I think, Britt, you knew a lot of people, though, before. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we you know, that table read was mm-hmm. amazing because not only did we find our new bar, but I think we realized what other roles the people that were reading could play. Um, like Rachel was there reading for a part and then she just took on so many roles during that as like the casting director and she found Brianna and just everybody else. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, Paige, uh, he was at the table read and Britt, you knew him before from a project. Right, right, right. Yeah, something that I performed in, and I was like, maybe he'll perhaps be good. But uh, Alex is right; the table read kind of brought quite a few people into our lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and if it didn't, then they knew somebody who knew somebody. Like I know from that table read, I invited um, Bethany, and she had a friend, which was Tom Lagoff. He he ended up being our um, promotion photographer, and he did it for free. Right. right. So um, yeah, again, it's just conversations that kind of like snowballs. <clears throat> primarily or just ask friends or started asking favors and then by the time we actually shot Duvar COVID was in the full throes <laughs> so um I feel like that actually worked to our advantage in a lot of ways too because people were sitting at home and they were bored and yeah. um, <clears throat> so we were really fortunate in that way yeah absolutely um would love to know sort of like the when and where I know you said you shot during COVID was that when during COVID did you guys shoot and um, where did you find that space to shoot in? Which, 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 act, which acted as their, like, their home, you know? Yeah, it was me. Okay, okay. Last, 
<clears throat> last July. So we shot Dubar last July. We initially started fundraising. What was it like? In? So we had that reading in February. We were going to start fundraising in March, but then, you know, the world got a little cray-cray. And we were going to slow down, but some, some wind came behind me, and it was just like, nah, keep going. <clears throat> people care. And I didn't know that people would care the way that they would, and then the whole George Floyd thing happened, and then people were really good. Uh, <clears throat> we weren't really quite prepared for that, but we were really grateful when we received it, too, because that's when um, a lot happened. Um what was the question again? Oh, just like where you <laughs> shot and when it was. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I got put out of my, my landlords wanted their apartment back. So I found this sublet. Yeah, they just wanted their apartment back. They wanted to take the space. Um, I lived in a multi-unit dwelling and they wanted that back. So in the middle of COVID, I had to move. So I found the place down the street and it was this huge apartment and I subletted it. And then I talked to the landlord and he gave us the whole second floor because nobody lived there. And he was like, yeah, I feel you're, you know, you're welcome to shoot in this apartment. So, so we did. So we shot in the apartment that I was subletting the second floor into like our green space and our green room. And it was so big, you know, we were able to space out and, and create our own COVID pro protocols right. because again, nobody was shooting then. Um, <clears throat> so we had yeah. to just kind of create our own safe space, you know, yeah. so everybody stay healthy. It was in Queens, New York. It nice. was pretty hot. <laughs> so hot. It was yeah. so hot. So hot. Um, for the most part, though, everyone was really chill with us shooting there, except for some neighbors up above. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but uh, we we got egged on that night when we had to shoot outside. But you know what? Luckily, I'm gonna say luckily it was raining that night because we had umbrellas. So we had umbrellas to protect us not only from the rain, but from the eggs as well. Yeah. So that's how I was protecting the cameras with these umbrellas, shooting over the sound guy, like protecting his equipment. Getting hit in, uh, in the back. I got hit on, on the foot with some eggs. Alex, what was it like being on set and working with these actors as the producer? And also how long were you guys shooting for? Uh, we were there for three days, right? We shot for three days. Three long days. I mean, it was amazing. Oh. It's like, I think for Brit too, it's always like a high when you're working on something. Um, <laughs> and and a bit of a blur, you know, when I think back to it, I just like <laughs> look at pictures on set. <laughs> um, you know, you had like an eye patch at one point. <laughs> something was going on with like... It was so much. You got so <laughs> Yeah, we were just rolling with the <laughs> honestly. We were running out of like all sorts of batteries. I was going back and forth to like <laughs> Home Depot or something. Um, no, it was an amazing time. I think everybody was just rolling with the punches and we were all just so happy to be a part of it. And like she said, we didn't see a lot of things happening, a lot of things coming like George Floyd, everything came to a head. But with that, it's like we had to keep pushing. There was no backing down at that point. Um, and yeah, yeah. Brittany, um, now with the film complete, it's been very successful with the festivals, Paris Indie Film Festival, Venice Shorts. You just came from Cannes, I think, where there was a diversity mm -hmm. in Cannes showcase. Mm -hmm. um, I know Queen's World Film Festival, which I think just happened um, in New mm -hmm. York. So what has the reception been like as you're going to all these different places and all these 
um, new people are, you know, watching your film, what has the feedback been like from all these people that are now taking in this film that you've been working on for so long? It's been, it's been interesting. Let me say that to say the least. I, I don't think I really kind of knew what to expect. The part of me was like, oh no, I couldn't take on criticism too much because the reality is there's almost, there's only so much you can do to fictionalize a true story. Like you have to just tell the story. So I would say, you know, to err on the safe side, it's been well received. I think more than anything, it kind of pisses people off. Um, it's not a film that people have like neutral responses to. I think they swing on on the pendulum on either side. And we got criticism at one point um, from some short festival thing that we submitted to, and he just like ripped it a new one. It was like it's just too on the nose. It's too this like that. Like as if there could have been some more creative way to kind of tell the story. But again, it's like okay, I, there's only so much I can do. So I hadn't been able to just sit sit in the criticism so much because I think it's one of those stories that kind of gets under people's skin. Like, wait, for real? Is this is this real? <laughs> so um, I don't know if I could just say people like it. I think that the reception is positive. Like they they they're like, wow, you made this. Like your actors, and then you know we had this female team too. So we had like a lot kind of coming against us for us to have to get the, the, the positive responses that we're, we're currently receiving right now. So I, it's, it's humbling, I'll say that. It's definitely humbling. I don't know that we knew what this was gonna be. I, I think we're still finding out what, you know, like even today, just in some emails, I was like, oh, oh, they're interested. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, and definitely a strong reaction, I think is better than like indifference or, you know, having no reaction. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Um, do you hope, I know that this was a proof of concept. So do you hope it evolves into something bigger? Like, do you see possibility for this to be more of a feature length? Absolutely. That's mm -hmm. what I initially started to write. Right now, um, Berlina Moore's with anthology series, just because as soon as like, I started kind of, um, I started a nonprofit and I'm like, I've been working with incarcerated indiv individuals based off of kind of this story, I realized there was some healing that needed to happen between the family mates, the family members and the incarcerated individuals. So I started a nonprofit and I'm starting to find all of these, um, these stories, all these interested people and they're using art therapy to kind of heal. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe we can use artists. Somehow we can, you know, you can like bridge that gap. But then mm -hmm. what I started to find is more interesting stories and, um, from people who've been either wrongfully sentenced or over sentenced from something they actually did do. Um, I was like, wow, you know, what it, what, it, what, it, what would an anthology series look like? So I started to outline some things and currently we're in the pre-production of that, of what, mm -hmm. of what that looks like. So yeah, absolutely, your question, absolutely. That's great. And Alex, just going back <laughs> to like playing a bunch of film festivals, have you gone to any of the festivals and have met people that have watched this the first time? What's your experience has been like with that? Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't really been able oh, to okay. yet. Um, but I, I was able to go to the Queen's World one briefly and say hi to everybody, but I had to leave. But um, <clears throat> no, I'll be at uh, the ones coming up soon. Hopefully. Oh, that's great. Yeah, in Brooklyn, the hip hop and bronze ones. Oh. So awesome. looking forward to that. And am I correct that one of these places is an Oscar qualifying festival, right? Where if you win a certain award at one of these festivals, then you'll be officially qualified. Is that correct? Yeah, that's Bronzeland. Bronze oh, okay, that's exciting. So that that's coming up. Yeah, was it? Um, I think it's the fifth, seventeenth of August. 
I believe, 17th oh. to 20th. I think that's when the, the festival is, excuse me, the festival is. So yeah, we should be learning more soon. I mean, don't, don't like, don't, don't put your uh, on it. Let's I just keep living. <laughs> stay focused, stay focused. Knocking on wood. Yeah. Um, that's exciting though. Yeah. Um, and then, so I guess my last question, just with Duvar aside, Brittany, I know you touched on this a little bit. Um, Alex, I can ask you first. Um, do you have any projects you're currently working on or about to work on? I mean, there's still so much work left um, to do on Duvar. I right. think we're still just trying to get as many people to see this as possible. You know, yes, we love filmmaking and theater and acting, but at the end of the day, this is a true story. And we're hoping that this could change someone's life. And like you said, with the anthology, not just someone, but thousands of people with similar experiences to this. Um, but yeah, I think we both have other projects that we're excited about. I have a psychological horror that I'll be working on in the fall. Um, but yeah, we're still very much focusing on this. And Brittany, what did you have said? anything to add? Okay. <laughs> what she said, that was a boss answer. I, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, no, no, yeah. Just again, we, we want people more to know, more so to know about the real life subject. And just kind of what he's dealing with. Uh, that's why we made it. Like we're really grateful for the for the attention that it's getting. But again, this is somebody's life. So as glamorous as it's been for us or it's becoming for us, it's still <clears throat> his nightmare. Yeah. So for those listening that can't go to a festival to watch it, but they want to watch the short, do you have any plans in the near future of putting it online so that people could watch it? No, no plans okay. just yet. No plans just yet. We're trying to rock the festival way, you know, okay. with mired in politics and, and things like that. But eventually, obviously, we want, you know, want people to be able to see it and watch it and, and know about the story. So, yeah, of course, in, in the near future. Let's see what that looks like. It's exciting. Um, well, Brittany, Alex, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you of so course. much. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to The Hollywood Podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening.